We've all been there. It's a big test coming up. It's tomorrow. We didn't think to study until, you know, the night before. So you spend a couple hours thinking that, you know, you can possibly pull out an A if you just keep studying and studying, working hard this one day before the test, giving yourself a little less than probably 16 hours till the test time. And you're like, if I keep on studying and working for these next couple hours, I can get a really good grade and close up on the final marking period and get a really good finish off with a strong A or a high B or what have you. And then come to the test time, you're like, I did, you know what? I might fail this, but I studied for like hours last night, so I should totally have everything down and be able to totally ace this test. Test time comes, you don't know what the questions mean, and it's super confusing. You, you've you mentioned some of the stuff in the studying that you've done before, but not a lot of it. Now you go through further and further, the test finishes up, and you're like, man, what happened? Because I spent hours last night making sure that I studied everything as best as I could and then test time came and I didn't even know what the questions were you get the test back and it's like a low c ah but those hours were spent studying what went wrong this is the problem I've been dealing with problem of studying and spending so much time on tests and trying to get a good grade and yet it doesn't happen the time commitment is there I've spent time studying so it's not a question of have you studied yes or no it's a question of how are you studying and how can you get better? Hi, I'm Christian Adlita. I'm with the Younger, Smarter, Better podcast. Today, we're going to be discussing studying and how to do it more efficiently, how to get more out of the time you spend studying and how to get better grades in less time. As I said in the intro, we're going to be discussing the ideas of studying and how this came about was I was dealing with a really big problem. I was trying to get good grades, but I didn't want to put the time into getting those grades. What I wanted to do was simply put in a little bit of time and get the best grade I possibly could. So, you know, averaging B's and C's and sometimes like a low A. But the problem was is that I wasn't doing it effectively. I wasn't doing it efficiently enough. So I started doing some research. How can you learn better? And that's the name of this book that I read recently called Learn Better by Yulkrich Bozer. And the premise of this book goes into the science and psychology going through a whole bunch of different experiments done on learning and memorization and studying for these types of exams and such. One of the things that I've learned from this book that I think is very, very interesting, is the idea of learning to think about your thinking, basically metacognition. It's the idea of thinking about how you think is more important than actually you're just given intelligence level. And that comes in through a whole bunch of different ways. It's basically how can you be more efficient with your time. So to figure out the most efficient way to study is I came up with some bullet points that I thought were really, really evident, not only in this book, but what my other research outside of this book brought into a single podcast so that you could listen on your way to school. The first thing that I found was really interesting is that the idea of just skimming through the text isn't really all that effective. You could spend hours skimming through text, and it's not as effective or nearly as efficient as self-quizzing yourself. So being able to quiz yourself on the material and interacting with that material is much, much, much 
more effective than just skimming through and reading haphazardly the material. It could be beneficial for you to go through and reread if you go through and reread the text and textbooks and whatnot. But being able to quiz yourself on the material is so much more effective. You, the memory and the information will stick with you because you're asking yourself questions on the material, which is so like answering questions and answering questions that you give to yourself are super, super helpful when trying to learn and memorize material, which is ultimately the goal of the text is to see what you memorize out of that material. It's a percentage of what you retained over the course of learning. So that's the idea. The idea is how much retained information can we get with the least amount of time? That's the problem I wanted to solve. And self-quizzing was the first of many of these other options and answers for that. And one device that I found was super helpful for this is called Quizlet. It is built for making quizzes off of flashcards and such. So you can even go into Quizlet, create a flashcard study, and what's really nice about Quizlet is the recent feature they just added is you can autofill your name. So you put in like the text, the little term that you want, and it autofills out the definition. You have to double check the definition, make sure it's the correct one for what you're trying to do. But it gives you multiple options on the autofill out version of your definition, which is great. Now, in Quizlet, there's another option called learn, and there's another option called test. And both of those are what I'd highly suggest when going into this. And another thing that I like to bring up when self-quizzing is um, self-quizzing is the subject is that the thing that I found the most interesting in this book that I read, Learn Better, is that quizzing yourself on something you don't know before you learn it will drastically increase how much you retain of that information. So being able to quiz yourself before you get the actual chapter and before you get that study is kind of priming. It tells your brain what to look out for when you're going through this material. So if you're asking yourself questions and taking Quizlet's tests based off information you have yet to learn, super beneficial because it keeps your brain and looks out for the terms in the questions that you're going to be looking out for further on. Now, one of the other things that I found when going into studying and asking yourself questions is the type of questions you ask, especially with math, this thing called mixed learning or inter interconnected learning is basically the idea if you want to get better at one part of like, let's say math, basic math, you have addition, multiplication, subtraction, and division. Now, let's say you're trying to get better at division. Now, what most people do is would keep doing multiple division problems over and over and over again. But the best way to learn division would be to do division problems, then do some multiplication problems, then some subtraction and addition, and kind of mix it up. And what this does is whenever you get a question that's different, like, so you're using a different system. When you're dividing versus multiplying, you're using a different system of solving that problem. And being able to recall which system to use while solving that problem is a big part of going through and actually solving the problem. So if you just do division over and over and over and over and over and over again, you only have the idea of the system of division in your head and you don't have to recall it as much. But if you're doing addition, subtraction, multiplication, you have to constantly recall what system and how you go about doing that problem. So that's one thing that I thought I might explain in mixed learning. Now, another thing that I thought was super duper duper beneficial would be explaining things to yourself while you're reading. This has helped me so much. Being able to briefly summarize a page or two 
of whatever the material or whatever book I'm reading and writing it down in a single sentence. So if I'm reading three or four pages, right, and it goes through, it's on a certain subject, and it's a subpart of that subject. Being able to explain those three or four pages into a single sentence has helped me learn so much better. And being able to go through textbooks and getting out key information and being able to relate that key information with other key points and seeing how everything connects together, those two things connected, huge, absolutely huge when it comes to learning new things. So being able to explain things about yourself when you're reading, asking yourself questions on the material while you're reading and while you're going through textbooks, whenever the teacher says and goes through and gives a lecture, asking yourself questions on trying to make more connections between the data and the things that they're trying to teach you will help you so much when it comes to trying to remember that information later, later because you have more connection points with it. And to go on even more, when we're going into studying, right, you, like I said in the example in the beginning of this episode, studying for hours before a test, not the way to go. Absolutely, probably one of the worst ways to try and retain information. As it turns out, studying in bits of like 25-minute sessions and then giving yourself a 5-10 to 10 minute break and let your brain recharge a little bit, that is probably the best way to study if you're going to do group studying or going through and like blocking off time and doing 25 minutes of studying, 5 minutes break, 25 minutes study, 5 minute break, or whatever time works best for you. As long as there's more time studying than there is breaking, you should be set. So maybe if you study for, it's usually your focus lasts about 30 to 30 minutes to 90 minutes. So I would suggest going around 45 minutes and then taking a 5 to 15 minute break. And then keep going because that allows your brain, your, you basically your focus and your tension of information slowly goes down and down and down. And then at the 30 to 90 minute mark, it just goes and plummets straight down. And then it's really hard for you to get back up there. But taking a break, it basically resets the graph and it goes straight back up to your top retention and top memorization of that information. So remember to use the Pomodoro technique is what that is called. It is basically doing little blocks of studying, which is like 25 minutes and then five minutes break. And then that will super duper beneficial when it comes to studying. Another thing that comes into studying that was basically the opposite idea of cramming before a test. Say you do four hours of studying the night before a test. That won't really help you all as much as doing, let's say, two hours a week before the test and then an hour three days before the test, and then an hour the night before the test. That spacing out your learning is super duper important. It's basically the opposite of cramming and has a whole bunch of benefits, one of which is actually remembering and retaining the information longer term because your brain is storing that information while you sleep and going through and memorizing it and basically making it when you see the information again over the course of the next couple of days, your brain prioritizes that information and stores it to your brain is one way of thinking about learning. So if you think about something and try to study a week before a test and then wait a couple of days and then three days before the test, try to regain that information, your brain will notice that that information is kind of like popping up again and will want to store it for long term a little bit more. And that's kind of the idea between storing information for doing long term studying. One of the things that I've been experimenting with is creating a study guide before we get, before we learn anything about the chapter, and then we go in, and I'll do two weeks before the quiz or two weeks before the test, 
I'll go in and I'll study that study set. And then a week before the test, I'll study that study set again for like about an hour, probably not much more, probably like two sets of 25-minute sessions and then two five-minute breaks. And then I'll go in and three days before the test, I'll give it like a good 30 minutes. And then a day before the test, I'll do 30 minutes to an hour. And you want to notice what you don't know. That's one of the other key points that I wanted to bring in here is pointing out what you don't know and what you do know and making sure that you're not too confident on what you do know. Now, I just said a lot of things, so I'm going to try and break that down. When you go through, you need to check what you understand. And being able to understand something is a lot different than being able to like look at something and say, oh, that's what that means because the definition is written right next to it. Being able to understand how that word connects with the other words super important and now knowing what you don't know knowing that you know things or that knowing that you don't know things is super beneficial so if you have a set of things like let's go back to our basic math example addition subtraction multiplication division say you know three of those but not one of them say you're really good on everything but division making sure that you prioritize division is super important but don't forget to keep learning about multiplication, addition, and subtraction. Because those things, when you're prioritizing division, you slowly start to lose those other things. So make sure that you don't get too confident on what you know, and make sure that you know what you don't know. There's a lot of words using the word know. As we move forward, one of the things that I said is that your brain kind of stores information while sleeping. One of the things that is very, very very kind of missing in today's world of for teenagers especially is sleep and that is super duper important when it comes to grades if you want to use the most basically if you want to study the least amount of time and get the most out of it you want to make sure you get a good amount of sleep and sleep is so important on so many different levels i would suggest looking at this website called sleepti.me it's sleepy time and it goes through and it uses the circadian rhythm, which is 90-minute cycles, to try and figure out what the best time for you to go to bed at and wake up at for your brain to store information and get a good, well, sleep rest and wake up, rest, and refresh. So I would definitely suggest that. All of the information, the books that I mentioned, the websites that I mentioned, will be in the description below. Definitely check that out. And as we move forward, one of the things that I wanted to mention is the way you tell yourself and mentally prepare yourself before a test, it makes a huge difference on how that test goes. So if you're walking into a test and you say, I'm going to fail this, and I've heard this is the most common thing for people to say when walking into a test room or walking in getting ready for a test, is I'm going to bomb this, I'm going to fail it. That is the most common thing I hear. I hear it from everybody. It doesn't even matter if the subject's hard or not for them or if they have an A in that class or not. They're like, I'm going to fail this. That only sets up your brain for failure. And I'll drive this point home for you because setting yourself up for failure doesn't make any sense. If you tell yourself, okay, maybe you didn't study at all, okay? You're like, I'm going to fail this. That, you know, you're just trying to like justify what's happening and why you didn't study it, right? Because you're like, I didn't study for this. I'm going to fail. Thus, you know, I'm a failure and all this other sort of stuff. But telling yourself that doesn't help. Telling yourself, I'm going to fail this test or this quiz or whatever, isn't going to help you do any better on the quiz or test or what have you. So why are you even telling, not, why are you even wording yourself down? It doesn't make any sense. Telling yourself, you know what, I studied for this and I know these certain things will help you long term when it comes to what you think 
and how you think about going through these tests is definitely, definitely super duper important. One last thing I wanted to mention as we go about this idea of studying more effectively and learning more and learning better is reflecting. Reflecting is one of the main ways we learn and learn new skills and other such things. So being able to reflect on how you learn is super important. And this is kind of what I've been doing. I've been going through and experimenting with different studying techniques. And I've told you the ones that I think work the best for me and the ones that I found that most research backs and supports. What I've been doing is I've been, after every marking period, I'll write down what my percents were in that class. I'll look at each different part of that grade if I did worse on tests as I did in class assignments or homework and I'll see where my grade is being affected and what I'll do is I'll try to see how I can be more effective meaning the least amount of work for the most amount of outcome so if I'm doing bad in a class because I'm missing homework assignments then I'm going to spend more time working on homework assignments but how to be even more effective would be to do that during lunch or other times of the day where it's not at home. Because honestly, the reason I'm doing all this be more effective stuff is because I don't want to do schoolwork at home. It is like the bane of my existence. So how do you solve that? You be more efficient and try to figure out how to get it to the least amount of time to get the most amount of benefit. So being able to reflect on how you go about that, seeing what works, what doesn't, makes a huge difference. One of the things that I realized is some of the, my classes... I was doing really good on the tests and really good on the subjects, but there was some like little quizzes that would pop up randomly, like pop quizzes and stuff, and that's what really threw down my grade. So I figured out that I could work around that by studying with the material and making sure that I asked the teacher enough questions so that I comprehend. And I cannot, I cannot expand on that last point enough because asking yourself, asking your teacher questions, super duper important. When I'm in physics class, physics is a very tough subject for a lot of people and it's me especially I go around and there's a lot of different equations you have to use creating systems of equations to solve problems it's really confusing stuff so what I do is whenever I have the homework assignment up I'll ask my teacher questions and have him explain it not only explain that certain problem but how that problem relates to other problems how the system of equations works so that I better understand I'll I'll ask him questions until I understand how it works and why it works. And then I'll go from that point forward into better understanding the whole class overall. I really hope that you learned something on learning better. I'm Christian Adlita. I'm with the Younger, Smarter, Better podcast. I want to thank you for listening to this podcast so much. It really means a lot. And if you'd please share this episode with someone that you think needs to learn better or needs to learn a more effective system of learning, please do so. We are on Google Play, we are on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Simplecast website. If you'd please leave us a review, it would really, really help us out. You can check out our social media links in the description below. We are on Twitter and Instagram at YSB today. And if you have any questions on any ideas for episodes or anything you want to talk to us about, you can reach us at our email, which is also in the description below, along with any other resources or links mentioned in this video, at youngersmarterbetter at gmail.com. I'd like to thank you one last time for listening to this episode and stay hungry for knowledge.